Hello humans and welcome to episode one of This Human Thing. In today's show, I interview my East Coast college friend and West Coast current roommate, Teddy Claiborne. So who is Teddy? Well, first of all, he is not bad on the ears, quite the low, calm, soothing voice, so be sure to enjoy that throughout the episode. But Teddy is a spiritual seeker, health and fitness enthusiast, and music connoisseur. In this episode, some of the topics we discuss are meditation, the human relationship with life, the dangers of operating out of lack. We dive into some apocalyptic fantasies, touch on manifestation, and how crazy it is that we believe our thoughts. Teddy also dives into and shares his own personal journey. So having him as a roommate has been great because since we share similar views, we can be honest with each other and reflect uh, back where we are doing well and where we're lacking in our own personal journey. We can be really good mirrors for each other. So it seems to me that Teddy's main thing right now is that he's in a stage of deep searching. And this shows up in his practice. He is so dedicated to his practice and to growth. He's dedicated to finding the answers. He's got a big heart and it's in the right place. And he's learning how to follow it. And aren't we all? (laughs) And the thing is, when you go looking for answers, you get them. And he's been gifted with a lot of space to do this work, to hone in on himself and to further refine and gain clarity and momentum on the direction he wants to take his life in. So I'm really excited for him to reflect back on this period of his life in the future and see how his journey has unfolded. I'm excited to watch him take all the wisdom that he's cultivating during this time and spread it out into the world. So thank you for being on the show, Teddy. This being the very first episode, it takes us a little bit to get into the conversation flow, but I'm already learning a lot on you know, certain words that I say too much and things like that. So I guess without further ado, enjoy the episode. What is up, everybody? What's up, Kat? (laughs) Welcome to episode one of This Human Thing. Um, It is Kat, your host, and today I have Teddy Claiborne to interview. Hi, Teddy. I'm excited to be here, Kat. (laughs) It's currently 10.35 p.m. in sunny San Diego. Well, now it's dark outside, and uh, we had some technical issues getting set up, but we are here. We are excited to get this first episode going. It's probably going to be a little awkward, but it's going to be fine. <laughs> we're excited. We're excited. <laughs> Real excited. Um, so, yeah. So this human thing, a podcast on the human experience. If you're a human, then this is the place for you. Um, everything that we talk about is going to be relevant because no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, you're, you're a, human. a human. Yeah. <laughs> you can't escape it. Sorry. Yeah, you're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just here to have honest conversations and learn from each other. Um, yeah. So Teddy is my roommate here in California. Yeah. Um, and Teddy, how long have you been in this human thing? Um, I have been in this human thing for 23 years and six months. Wow. Wow. Do you remember anything before the human thing? No, not at all, actually. That's weird. (laughs) Me neither. What do you think happened? 
I just showed up one day. Yeah, I don't remember too much. <laughs> uh, we also just wanted to disclaim that we're not an expert on anything. We're literally just talking. The only thing that we are an expert on is our own human it's, experience. Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. And I actually, I know my experience better than anyone. That's weird. Me too, about mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so anything that we say like please don't just blindly accept it use do discretion your, yeah like use your own experience do your research experience it for yourself don't believe anything we say yeah but you can use it we're trying to point to good things um and just offer new perspectives and all of that good stuff we're coming from a humble place here we're just two kids literally yeah. in in who the world what, on this planet doing, in the yeah. middle of space um yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to, like, hit on a few topics just if our conversation dies out, but mostly, like, this is just a casual conversation. We're just talking, um, and I really think that we should be talking about, like, what we're going through at the current moment because that's how we're going to be able to speak most authentically. Maybe we should, like, turn towards each other a little bit more, too. Yeah. Um, this, we, we just got this beanbag. And it's really big. And it's it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of blocking, blocking our, our way. Yeah. You can see it, kind of. We're podcasting from our living room and we moved everything into the living room. Our doors open. Our neighbors can probably hear us. But it's hot. We need the door open. We don't have air conditioning. Whatever. We're going to make do with this. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So um, I thought we would start off on a light note. Okay. So Teddy, uh, well, Teddy works at... I work at Vibeflow Yoga, which is a yoga studio that incorporates vibration plates and provides a bunch of different health benefits you might not get at other classes. But we just closed down again because of COVID. Yeah, so California has been one of the states that's been rising the most, and they closed indoor activities for three days. Like, three days, what is that going to do? Like, close it for a while or don't close it at all? Yeah, um, I think three days is just the amount of time before they make a bigger decision. Yeah. And I just wanted to put a pause on things since they see that cases are rising so much. Because they opened up things too quickly, mm. to be honest. No, and I like On the weekend, agree. there were so many people, like, in bars and stuff in the beaches. And 4th of July was recently, and that was a shit show like everyone was coming down from LA Arizona like it was not a good time not a good time um yeah but before we get into the episode I wanted to actually start off with a mini guided meditation let's do it because I mean what better way to get your quick meditation in than if you're already listening to a podcast and the great thing about podcasts is you can be dry oh, don't be closing your eyes while you drive but the great thing about <laughs> podcasts is you don't really need to hold on to every word we're saying just let it be background noise you fade in and out it's a good time um but in terms of starting with this guided meditation you know we all could use a little more stillness in our lives there's so much activity going on all the time and even when we think we're being still we're not really allowing ourselves to relax There's completely. There's always some sort of background program going on. It yeah. seems like, in my experience, just like some issues, something's trying to stress me out. And in my experience, meditation is trying to like 
see what that is. Yeah, and it often seems like such, or it's becoming more and more accessible, I feel like. People are seeing it more and more as something that they, that isn't so foreign. Meditation? Yeah. Yeah. It's becoming trendy. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, but I, it has a connotation of being something that you add on to your life. Like it's like a new hobby that you pick up. I, I'm so guilty of doing no, that. No, me too. Like I will literally write a checklist for the day and something meditate on there. Meditate 15 minutes, meditate 30 minutes. Yeah, no, 100%. My self-improvement checklist, got to meditate, got to work out. Like. Yeah. And the whole point of meditation is it's not to not do things, but it's to kind of sink into a place where you can become one with and observe your activity simultaneously because you can't escape doing things. Even if you're meditating, you're still doing things. You're still meditating. So um, in doing that, it's you're not trying to resist anything. You're not trying to push away thoughts and feelings and try to become a meditator. You're just trying to sit with what is and yeah, try to not just manipulate. Just accept and experience fully yeah. is my understanding of things. And in that sense, there's no wrong way to do it. It's you're literally just sitting down for however yeah, you're long. You're going to hear a million different kinds of techniques and stuff, but it doesn't a, matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. A Those lot of it's noise. As long as you're like sitting down, period, that's a good start. Yeah, it can all just be distracting. I really want to angle so we're sitting more towards each I know, other. I feel like, like we're like speaking like forward and it just doesn't it feel, seems, doesn't feel what, correct. Do you want to do like a interrogation <laughs> yeah that's what it looks like here just move the table forward a little bit there we go is that better yeah i have a lot more room okay so. does this feel like more you can move the microphone stand yeah too. i don't know like is that better yeah i can i can find does this relax. feel more relaxed I, I, I relax. <laughs> okay like honestly like i don't know like i'm like a little bit nervous just because i don't know what to say <laughs> Well, we but have a checklist, so... Kind of. It's it's very vague. But, yeah, so let's start out with this quick guided meditation. If the idea of this completely repulses you, just skip forward about two minutes. But if not, you know, even if you're driving or walking or something, you can just drop into the stillness. You don't need to sit in a cross-leg position and take a mudra. Anyway, All so... Right, let's start. Teddy and I will be doing this for our own benefit as well as yours. <laughs> the first thing that we often do when we're attempting to drop into this stillness is to breathe. Because when we're so wrapped up in the busyness of life, people will often tell you, just take a breath, take a pause. Take a step back. And essentially, that's what we're doing when we drop into stillness or we take and set apart some time to meditate is we're taking a step back from being so identified with all of our various roles and various responsibilities in our human experience. So if you have the opportunity, maybe close your eyes and sit still for a moment. But if not, just let these words wash over you as you 
come into the essence of being still, of being one with your experience. And when we're so busy, when we're so wrapped up in the constant inflow of thoughts and judgments, our breath tends to rest in our upper chest. And biologically, this is associated with when we are stressed and when we are anxious, when we're tense. So one of the first things to do to take a step back and to calm the mind is to let the breath sink down into the belly. So when we inhale, you feel the belly expand. And as you exhale, it softens. So we're elongating the breath and deepening the breath. And this is how we activate the parasympathetic nervous system. The response that tells our body that we are calm, that we are safe, that there's not a threat. So just take a few moments here to breathe deeply. And when you inhale, feel this quality of being able to take up space, to take up room. You can feel your mind space and your body expanding. We often feel so tense and constricted in our own bodies, in our own minds. So let, your let yourself have space to breathe, to be, to take up space. Inhale, expanding. And exhale, feel the mind and the body soften. Releasing the muscles. Releasing that sense of tightness that's around the brain. It almost feels like a muscle. Softening that. Inhale, expanding. Exhale, softening. And perhaps questioning what is really happening right here in this moment. If you were to forget everything you knew and stop trying to project what might happen, what's happening right here, right now? 
perhaps we find that stillness is not empty, that there is still dynamic things at play. There is still movement in the stillness. But there's this underlying quality of a stillness that all activity is arising and falling back into. A moment comes and a moment passes and the stillness is always there. And the beautiful thing is that this stillness is always accessible. It's always there. It's never something you have to go and find. When life gets a little too crazy, when our role as a human gets a little overbearing or confusing, we can drop back into this stillness, reconnect, refocus. And maybe life keeps being confusing. Or maybe it keeps being wonderful, whatever you may be experiencing. But you know that you have the choice to take some breathing space. That all your roles and responsibilities are just something that you're doing. And if you can connect to the stillness and when thoughts and emotions aren't clouding your intentions, you can move back into your roles with more efficiency, with more grace. You can be more effective and your actions begin to align with your intentions. Take a few more moments to expand with the inhale and soften with the exhale. And when we soften, just letting go a little bit more. And a little bit more knowing that there's no destination, there's no point of completion. You're never gonna get there, but you fall in love with the process. You fall in love with the moment. One deep last inhale. And as you exhale, opening your eyes. Welcome back. Nice. Pound it. (laughs) That was nice. That was nice. A good thing to do for just five minutes every day if you can. For one minute. Yeah, one minute's enough. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like I'll do that as a reaction 
or I'll like meditate or just be still for a moment as a reaction uh, to certain events. I can feel myself getting really angry or getting really some kind of emotion that I would uh, label as negative and I'll use it as a reaction. But to use it proactively is so powerful because then when a, an emotion comes, either you don't resist it or you can see that it's not necessary before even having to deal with like the fullness of it. Yeah, in my daily life, um, what meditation has helped me with just coming back to the breath and seeing just how temporary emotion is and when mm. negative things come up just like well like in the past like, oh no like this will last forever or something but in reality like maybe like 20 minutes later you're happy as can be and yeah. like that is just the nature of things and when you can see how temporary things are it allows you to let go and more willfully embrace what is in the mm. moment so true yeah, it's it's crazy because when when we were talking about how things are just kind of rising and falling in the moment out of the stillness, it's we are so identified with it at the time. Like when Always. we have a really strong emotion, like we're just like this is even though we know we've experienced life without it and we kind of have recognized the pattern that it, it will go away at the time. It is just so in your face that it seems like you're completely trapped and subject to it, like you're its prisoner, Ugh, you know? Yeah. Like it seems like it's completely out of your control at times. It feels like it overwhelms your whole experience. Yeah. It's like, is this it? Creates this veil, and mm -hmm. you can only see through this it's lens a fog. of... Yeah, yeah, a foggy lens yeah. over reality. Mm -hmm. And like that's the whole point of you know, getting clear, or your whole process of uh, self-growth and all of that is just this process of removing these layers that we're seeing through. All these filters of untruth and illusion that you've picked up over your entire life that lead you to places of unnecessary suffering. Yeah, and it's it's not your fault, you know? It's you were born. It's just like how the world is. It's like, just conditioning you have to be taught to be this like if you want to survive as an age build you have to t be taught that like you're this body mm -hmm. and like you need food so like i'm this give this food and then you take that with, with everything and you identify with everything and then you feel shitty yeah yeah or i good, mean but yeah well it's funny because you know there's obviously everyone experiences great happiness and great joy and great peace as well in their lives but we have these negative experiences and we label them as problems because we experience negative emotions or negative thoughts and we label it as a problem and then we spend our whole lives trying to fix problems <laughs> and the thing is you're always going to be able to create another problem it's kind of like the scenario of um, a man wants a lot of money so he gets a good job and he buys um like a Mustang and then he's like this isn't good enough then he gets a Lambo and then he gets like a Porsche like he just keeps leveling up and he's always gonna experience lack it's always outside of himself mm -hmm. that's the whole thing yeah as long as you think that you need something outside and I know that this is 
perhaps to some a very basic concept, but to really experience it and to not just write it off as saying, oh, yeah, I know that, you know, because I do that all the time, too. Like, I'll hear a simple truth and I'll just be like, Psh, yeah, I know. I'm like, OK, Kat, well, you're <laughs> well, still suffering all the time. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one a million times. Yeah. <laughs> But it's often the most simple things that are it's, the most. That's why, that's why they're said. Yeah. They're true. But they're so overlooked. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like you're always going to have another problem. And as long as you're operating out of a space of lack, whether you're conscious or unconscious of it, your mind's going to keep creating more problems and you're never going to be able to like relax. You're uh-huh. not like. Do you know, like, even, even when you're like, oh, I just like need a day to relax. And so like you have a day off and you go do like quote unquote relaxing activities, but you're not actually relaxed the whole time. You're still finding problems. You're like, oh my God, the sun's in my eyes or like, oh, like, right. Right. Yeah. I was really noticing that, um, at the end of, I did a yoga class today. And at the end of that, I was like seeing how my mind would find the silliest, littlest things to be like. (laughs) unhappy with i was like oh like my toe hurts i'm like Teddy, get over it yeah. everything's great right yeah. now <laughs> yeah and this is like something that we talk a, a lot about too is you know i mean i wouldn't want a life that's all sunshine and butterflies like you need some contrast you need some like drama otherwise it's boring and predictable but at the same time we don't like negative experiences and negative emotions and the thing is we don't need to like them but we just don't need we can't resist them them. yeah it's the resistance that creates the actual like suffering element of it makes them worse so yeah because like you know something's going to be painful like say um oh like a good example is like when you're a little kid and you have to get a shot And you're, like, screaming bloody murder because, like, you don't want to get this shot. My mom had to drag me to the doctor's (laughs) office to get shots. I hated it. I don't even think I hated it. (laughs) I don't even think I hated it that much. It was going to happen some way or another, but I just resisted. And the actual shot isn't that bad. It's a one-second, like, ow, and that's it. Yeah, but you create all these stories surrounding it and all this resistance, and that's... literally making it up. Yeah, and that's what makes the situation so horrible is, like, your your thoughts around it and your stories around it. Make it this obvious. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that's a great example of how we we apply that to everything. Everything. Yeah. It makes things so unclear, and we get so lost in our minds yeah when just like look around like everything seems to be fine yeah it's funny yeah like when you pause and you kind of look around like in your physical environment this is what i'm talking about and like i'm not in the like threat of being attacked by something (laughs) yeah i'm making up a problem usually and And that's like the modern mind like that's what psychologists and a lot of people talk about is they're saying like you know, we've evolved to a point where we're not getting attacked by tigers, yet we're always in this constant state of like elevated alertness and stress because we've moved on from like physical danger to like social danger. Social danger. This this character Mm -hmm. that we make up. Yeah. That that's what gives us our fix of stress. Yeah. anxiety and suffering and that's just another like example of how we're always gonna find a problem we're like oh thank god i'm not getting chased by tigers anymore but now we're just like oh like does jamie think i'm cute like you know yeah Uh, social games 
Mm-hmm. So silly. Yeah. Dang. And no, it's so funny because, yeah, when we take a step back and we just look around, there's this, um, like, this Zen master who would ask his students when they were, like, you know, like, going off into, like, thought land. He would be like, okay, like, what in this moment is lacking? And he would say that not so that they would answer him. So it was almost like a koan. Uh Um, But he would say that so that it would bring them back into this place of stillness. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, like, if someone were to ask that question, you could probably come up with things for a little bit. You know, you could be like, oh, like, this relationship is bad and, like, my health is bad and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, like, what, like, right here, right now is lacking? If you're not going to compare it to some ideal, if you were to center into, like, the this like very precise moment what could you say that it's lacking if life is exactly how it is how can you tell life that it's wrong you can't that's that is like the thing that i struggle with we're constantly telling life that it shouldn't be a certain way where that just creates like we're just fighting fighting life yeah in life we're gonna lose every single time mm Like we can, we can have goals and stuff of like, oh, I would like things to be this way. But a lot of the time, well, the goal will be based around the like, oh, because this isn't good enough. I have to get to this place. And that's kind of like going back to what you said about like the car. You just have to go from goal to goal to goal when you're not ever accepting what's here. Yeah. And yeah, another way of looking at, um, I lost it. <laughs> Dude, you're good. Yeah. We're just talking. I know. Um, no, this is great. Like we're getting some flow going. I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad that we could that we could uh be here on this lovely night. For sure. Um but yeah, no, that was something that like I like either read something along those lines or I like heard it somewhere. Hmm? What did you read? Um, about how we're constantly telling life that it's wrong and we're constantly fighting it and we're going to lose every single time Mm. because what is life going to be like? Ha ha. Like, sorry. Like it's, you know, like, it's not like it's going to respond. It's It's not like it's going to fight back. It's like we're, there's like a fighting. We're like ourselves because our minds hold this ideal that life should be a certain way. And then it's not. And then we just get angry. And the only person that it hurts is ourselves. You know, yeah. or we get sad or we get frustrated or whatever it may be. And it's not that it's wrong to have these reactions, but it's and it's also hard because, you know, we can understand like the logic of it. But to actually experience that and implement that into your everyday life is so much more of a trip. Like that's Definitely. difficult. It's so easy to say these things, but it's it's a life. It's a life's work to be able to operate from you know this place of stillness this place of calm and you know the stillness and calm that we strive to operate from is it's really just love Mm -hmm. and I mean you could call it a bunch of different things but something that I often uh, allude to I guess like whenever I'm like writing or teaching yoga or something is trying to see through the eyes of the heart So kind of like literally like imagine that your heart has eyes and you're looking out into the world out of your heart and there can't be any thought. You can't judge anything. Exactly. You can't judge anything. 
like with like say like certain people make you mad like of trump supporters or something that's like the classic example these (laughs) days like oh they're so stupid or so ignorant but like if you come at it from like a place of love Mm -hmm. then you're like these people think that the way they're behaving is the best and for them and they think it's what's going to make them happy yeah and when you look at it like that you're like you you feel for them you're like wow like and, like, that could have easily been like, me yeah, growing up that like way. Yeah, that's literally, like, what I'm doing, but in a different way. Like, yeah. And if you believe in, like, past lives, like, oh, or even, like, earlier in our lives, we've been so ignorant in mm-hmm. some situations. It's just basically being compassionate for yourself. Yeah. And that's, like, the, one of the biggest things is when you start to learn to be compassionate to yourself and you learn to start to love yourself, your outer world's going to be a reflection it's of that. so true. It doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. But, like... Yeah, your beliefs about yourself just tend to reflect. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like in the same vein as when you're super happy, like when you're emotionally really happy, like something could happen that would normally piss you off and you just don't really care because you're so happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally your perception. How you see things is everything. And it's Mm -hmm. so obvious sometimes. Like, hmm, what's an example of something that could make one person really happy and one person really sad? Like Trump winning the next election. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, let's something think of else. something, something else. else. Um, maybe, what about like... like okay, like okay. a homeless person finding like food in the trash mm. that they really like. Mm. Okay, that wouldn't make someone sad, but that'll make them really happy when most people would be like, ew, or something. Yeah. One person's like, wow, like that like fulfills me in a way that like most people just don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And like even like going along with the food example, like say you show up to a dinner of some sort and they're only serving one food and it's like a steak. Like some guy is going to be so pumped that he gets like <laughs> this fat steak. And then there's like me who like doesn't eat meat and I'm just going to be like, Oh, I guess I am just starving tonight. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's literally just a matter of perception. And yeah, when we learn to see through, through love, we can't judge. Like if you like, just take a moment and be still and just try to experience your life experience, like through the heart. How would you describe that? Um, when I am truly living in my heart, it's like unadulterated, like joy and like mm. generosity and wanting to wanting to give and spread love to others. It's the best feeling in the whole world mm. is when you're living through your heart. And yeah, yeah, I I strive for that. Yeah, that's the place we want to be. Mm-hmm. But it's also hard because we're like, oh, that's where I want to be. Because, like, we're not here now. We're not there. Yeah. And that's, like, not being present. But it's almost like as we tune more and more into presence, as we cultivate the practice of, like, living out of here and now, it's going to be a byproduct that we're going to start living through love. So it's kind of like a lot of times um, when people are pursuing any kind of transformation or inner growth or anything like that, they're trying to reach this point of feeling good or they're trying to reach this like certain state. Um, And all of these like states of feeling really good and whatever, like they're not 
you realize along the way that they're not the goal, but they just become a byproduct of like doing the work to. It's addictive. Yeah. I've definitely had the issue of like getting to like really like happy like states from practice and like being like even more down when I like yeah. fall out of that. I'm like, why am I not feeling great? I'm doing all the same yeah. things. And it's just like, you see it. That wasn't ever the point. Yeah. Just to be with what's here. Yeah. And Ramdas has this quote that like I go back to a lot. He says like the goal of your like self journey, it's not to get high, it's to get free. And yeah. when you're free, bad things happen to you. You're still there. Good things happen to you. You're still there. And you're not attached to living a life that's only good. Yeah. No center. No, like, yeah, that's just a further attachment. Yeah. And more suffering because mm-hmm. when things are not good. Yeah. yeah, and you have to be like just as present, just yeah. as loving, even when your life situation sucks. Because yeah. that's the real test, you know? It is the real test. Mm. But that was really kind of like the message behind this podcast is, you know, to learn to cultivate that compassion for other people. Because like we were saying before, like, you look at someone and you're judging them because they're a certain always. way and always, even if we don't, we don't want to admit it mm-hmm. and maybe it's, we don't even admit it, it to can ourselves. Even be like a reflex in your body of like cringing or something by looking at another person, whether you think they're like ugly or like, like they're doing something you think is stupid or something. And like how silly is that? That yeah. like we react to people that way. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's so, so horrible. But like whether you're conscious of it or not, like we do that it's all like, the time. We're programmed that way. Yeah. We're programmed to have like a set of standards that this is okay. And this is not okay. This is right. This is wrong. It even gets twisted up in like morality and stuff like that. Ugh. Yeah. But when you, yeah, but when you look at it through the lens of, okay, we're on this planet, we're on this rock, we don't know how we got here, we just kind of woke up one day in a human body doing a human thing, and we created all these sets of rules and societies and structures and shoulds. Literally a playground. Yeah. Well, we we don't know what it is. It's just something. It's just something. Well, that's just like, it means there's way less rules than... There's like there's no rules, but yeah. We create rules. I mean, there's obviously so like don't kill each other and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, but when you can start looking at life through the lens of no one really knows what they're doing, everyone's just trying to do whatever it is that they think is going to make them happy, and that's the exact same thing that like you're trying to do, then you're just it kind of gives you like this this like pause and you're just like oh we're all doing the same thing it just looks differently and sometimes it can look horrible sometimes it can look like like hitler you know hitler was probably yeah. just trying to be happy he just didn't yeah, that was him teacher, trying to be a happy lot of, like, spiritual teachers will be like do you love hitler <laughs> you gotta be like yeah you kind of force yourself to do it but yeah he was just doing it because he thought it was right somehow yeah, and if you can apply that to anyone. Yeah. Even if it's even if you don't believe it, even if that's not you're like you're not going to actually love them, even to like set the intention of when you start to get really heated about some person or situation, you can just be like 
we're all we don't no one knows what we're doing we're all just trying we're all just trying you know oh no a good test of that is like how you react in traffic mm-hmm. if someone like cuts you off or something like i like to tell myself a story like oh maybe there's like a pregnant woman in there getting rushed to the hospital yeah. oh they probably have a really good reason for that or you could be like oh that fucking asshole and yeah. just like ruin your own day about it and yeah, really, the only you're always doing that to yourself. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh. And you're just applying that to like judging others mm-hmm. and anything else. Yeah. So, I was I was curious if you wanted to expand a little bit on why you're here today. Like, what led you up to this moment? And you don't need to give me like your whole life story, but maybe just a couple of different instances that led you to be looking inward to start like reflecting and starting to question oh like what is this human thing i'm in okay the story we're we're always refining i feel like everyone has their own like story going on in the background and that's the thing we're trying to transcend but it helps explain who we are as a person and yeah teddy got interested in seeking um like in high school I wasn't I like didn't ever try in high in school because for some reason I just like didn't see the point in any of it I was like well we're all gonna end up like in working in offices and stuff because that's like the world I saw like all my my dad and my friend and my friend's dads were just like they just did like office jobs Mm. and I was like well like we're all gonna get like go to like similar level colleges then go to an office and then make money and then have a family and that's it but something in was like that can't be it like this can't be what it what it really is all about and yeah eventually i like experimented with drugs like i like smoked weed and i was like wow like this is more to life and eventually that led me to taking lsd which was the one that really blew my mind and I was like holy shit like I know absolutely nothing and that sort of helped set me at square one of like trying to build the world up again um, I had a series of spiritual experiences in March of 2016 that kind of like tore my world down and I had to I had to figure out what life was from the very beginning and that like led me into spirituality and meditation and I was like wow like this is what life's really all about and like what I was doing before was just like illusion or like the dream because that all became like very obvious to me the main revelations that I had were this reality is a dream what we are is everything and nothing and pure love with some other stuff mixed in, but that doesn't really mean much to a lot of you. But, um, yeah, so all of that really scared me. And so this was when I was at Ole Miss. I had all these spiritual experiences, and basically I was like, I am either crazy or everyone else is crazy. And I was initially, I was like, everyone else is crazy. Like, this is more true than everything else I've ever experienced, which turned out to be right. But then I got really scared of it all because everyone, no one was like reflecting this experience to me. 
And I was like, oh, I'm crazy. And so I made up a whole story of I'm crazy. And I transferred back to Virginia and I went to JMU and I sort of like wanted to forget that experience as much as possible and like just do like what normal people did because I was just like really scared of that side of the world because I associate it with a lot of pain and like a lot of inner turmoil that and suffering that that caused. And so I like joined a fraternity and like drank a shit ton and lived a really unhealthy lifestyle. But eventually that all caught up to me and I was like, you know, this, I know this isn't it. This can't, I like, I know deep down that I'm living a lie. Like this is not who I am or what this life is about. So I like sort of had a, this was uh, last year in like May. I sort of like started to change around everything in my life, like exercise habits, eating habits, meditation. Like I stopped drinking, like I cut that out like so much so. And I pretty much flipped like everything in my life into like more spiritual ways of living. And there's been lots of ups and downs, but it's really changed everything in my whole life. And yeah. I wouldn't be here in California with Kat if it wasn't for all of that. That's so true. And yeah, now I'm just like kind of riding the wave of life and I'm not like Mm -hmm. too concerned about like a story or anything. And I'm just like trying to deprogram all the lies and stuff so I can be more free and live a happier, more authentic life. Hell yeah. Give me some, give me some skin. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you for sharing. Um, Yeah, it's so interesting, like, the different ways that people come to look inside. Let's hear your story. My story? Yes. I know, but I feel like we're kind of, like, going off topic by, like, diving into mine. We should expand more. Okay. Okay. Do you have any other questions? I could expand forever. Mm. Um, I guess I was just going to say, like, it's interesting how everyone has, so like, the path to start looking inward looks different for every single person, Mm -hmm. but it really comes from a space of take, yeah, taking a step back and like questioning what this thing we're in is, which is so crazy. Um, but yeah, that's going to depend on your culture. It's going to depend on your upbringing, like so many different factors. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of people can relate to your story, especially like the whole college fraternity, or even if you weren't in college, just the whole, nine to five lifestyle seeing my dad and like nothing against any of that like yeah if you're happy you're happy and like that is the ultimate um but i just like there was something deep within that was like this this can't be it Mm. and that sort of blossomed into like what is any of this Mm -hmm. and yeah now we're here and And how has that been for you just having like so many of your friends be in that lifestyle and you starting to break away from that? Um, Or you still being involved in that and then there's just like so much dissonance. (laughs) It's so funny nowadays. Like I like my friends like that. um, I like distanced myself from that because I needed that space to like be away from that for a while and like see like the other side of things. And I like met a bunch of other friends that 
helped show me like that there's other ways of living life and I sort of distance myself from my friends that are on the more like traditional path but now like when I hang out with them it's like so much better because I can right? like it's so like fun and like light and just yeah. like it's so like transparent none of it's serious like oh yeah you got a promotion fuck yeah dude yeah like, no like the game oh hell yeah I'm going to the game with you yeah it's just like fun little human things mm-hmm. now instead of like the being weight. in it yeah, yeah it feels so heavy uh-huh. so heavy when you're like so I I don't know in it yeah yeah and I mean, with any of this, it's not to say that there's like a right or a wrong way to live. It's just, is it right or wrong for you personally? Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, they're happy and thriving, maybe going a more traditional route. But if that's not for you, you yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, I just can't speak to that personally because that wasn't what was what I was feeling. Yeah, we're here here right now not doing that. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point of your personal journey as a human in this human life is to, you know, feel your way towards what you think that your like human purpose is. And that takes a lot of trial and error. It's not, it's not easy, but for me, like it's so much more worth it to try and to have all this trial and error and all of this, these challenges than to stay in that spot of just being uncomfortable. You know, I feel like before it was, I was always just like in this state of everything was like kind of predictable, but I was just very uncomfortable. And then I started to question things and I started almost like unlearning. It seems like the whole process of like getting to know yourself is unlearning all these things you've been taught. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I first like had my awakening or whatever, I was like, Oh my God, all of this is BS. I need to get rid of all of it. (laughs) 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 Unlearning. Yeah. But it's so great. Cause like when you give yourself a little bit of space, then you can return back into it like fully like you're it's fully you so much nicer it's and like so it sounds nicer. so cliche but it's like you get to be yourself like you're more yourself yeah <laughs> being yourself also makes you better at everything it yeah. seems like because you're not like constantly and again like being yourself it doesn't mean that you're like adhering or sticking to like a certain set of personality yeah, traits you're not, like, or defining anything yourself, i'm this person i'm gonna be that person yeah no that's what gets you stuck that's what fucks you over but like being yourself is just about like being present and whatever is happening in the moment whatever like comes that. out of this thing with that with the least amount of resistance i yeah. guess and that's not to say that you're just like like speaking your mind in a way that's like harmful and you're not putting any thought into it, but it's coming again out of that place of love. Like everything you're doing is out of a place of love, which can sound kind of like rainbows and unicorns and stuff, but it's, it's really not that. I mean, (laughs) you can interpret the word however you want. It's, it's all words, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just out of this place of, you know, everything is how it is. Yeah. All right, Kat's going to tell you a couple jokes. I'm going to get some water. (laughs) A couple jokes. Well, I don't have any jokes, but I would like to introduce this uh, episode's sponsor. 
I would like to give a huge shout out to the United States government for (laughs) for sponsoring today's episode. They may not know that they're sponsoring today's episode, but I want to thank you for my multiple unemployment checks because without you and without me losing my job, this podcast would not have happened. So thank you to the current state of affairs in the world (laughs) all about perspective a lot of freedom from not having a job yeah no for sure um yeah like we can talk about that for a second like when this whole coronavirus thing started and I was immediately out of work and I didn't really know what to think of it I think we're gonna reflect back on it once this all happens and kind of like understand a little bit more but it's you can't reflect on something like when it's happening you know um but anyway I like I've had a job since I was like 14 like I've never not worked so having these couple months to not work at first I felt kind of guilty I felt like oh I should be working like blah 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 but I'm like when else in my life am I gonna have the opportunity to not have a job and it really just let the creative floodgates open. And it's been so great. Like I've had so much time in solitude, so much time to just be outside in nature, um, so much time to like read and write and create art and just like all these like very simple things. And what it really taught me was that there's nowhere to be. There's nowhere to go that's just something that you make up there's no should yeah you know because like we set these goals for ourselves and when we take a pause we're like okay it actually like there's no pressure it doesn't actually the only person it matters to generally when it comes to meeting our goals unless we have an obligation to another person um it's really only you that cares that's true and so You know, it's not that you should just not care about anything, but it's just it takes the pressure off. You don't have to move so quickly. And so you can really enjoy the process. And again, that's something that's said all the time and really cliche. Like, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. But how many of us actually are consistently doing that? Like, I know I'm not. Definitely not. Like, there's when you get sensitive enough, you'll realize that there's always this quality of like being rushed always right it's like we're running towards something yeah and like what like what is it what is the rush it's nothing unreal it's all unreal like there's no rush it's just a sense of away getting away from here yeah getting away from here that's something else I was actually talking uh to my sister on the phone about this and then I talked to you about it but we were talking about how we're Like, the moment's never good enough. Like, what's happening right here is never good enough. Like, sometimes, sometimes it is, but so often we're in a certain situation. And like we were talking about before, like, we find a problem with it. So we're always chasing this future situation in which everything will be perfect. But the thing is, (laughs) the future is just always a thought. And so when the future arrives, it just becomes another arrives. Yeah. When the future, quote unquote, arrives, it just becomes another present moment. And then it's never good enough. You build up another future. Yeah. 
And like we were thinking, we're like, oh my they god, just, like how sad is that? That is just so sad. It's so sad that we that in like each moment we're always like looking ahead to the next moment, so we're never fully there. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. I was just thinking, like when you, we talk about the stuff, things that come to mind are like you got to start saving for retirement and stuff <laughs> and like the American dream and stuff. Oh, you got to start saving up so you can finally enjoy yourself at 65. Yeah. That's like, like the the model. And like, who knows if you're going to make it that long. Yeah, you might die tomorrow. An asteroid might just collide with the earth right. in a couple seconds. Then what? But the thing was, that doesn't mean that you like stop doing things, mm-hmm. you know, because you're doing it just to do it. You're doing it because you get to like express and create and, experience this human life um but you're not attached to the outcome because you know covid hits asteroid uh i kind of like i mean covid's terrible and everything i like the like apocalyptic environment just because i don't know i just do (laughs) it's something different yeah it's just it's weird because when I was younger, I used to have this like weird, morbid fantasy of like some kind of apocalypse happening. But the reason that I would have that fantasy is because all of these structures, all of these like this maze that we're running through, that would all shatter and fall it's, away. And it's like helping other like a lot of people see how like the way we live our life is not the way yeah. of happiness and stuff. And, like, with an apocalyptic scenario, we would literally be forced to all come together. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't matter, like, what your skin color was, what your gender is, where you're from, what country Made you're from. problems. Yeah, like, all of those little things that oh. we think make us separate would completely dissolve. Those are ridiculous. I saw this quote from someone who, I'm going to completely butcher it, but I think she was in, I don't know, she was, like, on tour somewhere. She was in the military. And uh, she was in a helicopter with another person and the helicopter got shot, shot down. And so they're like, they're like about to like crash land into like a mountain or something. And she's like, and then like this other like helicopter, I'm completely butchering the story, but it's really like the (laughs) essence of it. That's important. But someone was able to save her. And she was like, in that moment, I didn't care if that person was like black, trans, gay. I don't care if it was an alien. I don't care like who it was. I was just so grateful to like have that person there to be with me and to save me, you know? And yeah, when it really comes down to it, like what, what does it matter? It doesn't. Yeah. And yeah, so like my little childhood fantasy of the world ending and you know school wouldn't matter and our jobs wouldn't matter and everyone would just like come together um I mean I guess it like kind of came true a little bit I stopped having that (laughs) wish but (laughs) no I remember I remember like always like in the back of my mind just being like oh like how nice would that be Mm -hmm. but at the same time like that would get pretty old you're literally fighting for your life all the time like if we had like a zombie invasion yeah then we're sort of going backwards in our evolution just like basic survival yeah Mm. Mm. what do you have on there yeah what do i have on here i wrote down a couple different like pointers in case uh 
we are running out of things to say. Um, oh, I, I kind of actually wanted to go back to, I brought this up a little bit earlier, but um, we were t- I was asking you how a lot of people would be able to relate to your situation. And like I was brought up in a similar situation just of starting to break away from normal. Because I would say like both of us, like from an outsider's view, we were doing pretty well at like being like a good human doing all the right things like going to college like getting a degree being in greek life like all of these things that are fun but like silly (laughs) and how it's just so interesting to i don't know like how can how would you be able to be a voice that people can uh like recognize and you know Mm. like because you're like you and I are no different than anyone else. No, we're not. Um, honestly, a lot of it's like chance upon like about stumbling upon a lot of this stuff. Um, You're asking me how would I like help people? Not with this? not help, but I feel like people could hear your story and like really it would like resonate. Well, yeah, I feel like th- that's like a very cookie cutter like path we did yeah no definitely so so much so and I know there's like guys who I talked to in my fraternity who like I was able to have like very genuine conversations with that like they weren't able to have with a lot of our brothers (laughs) um just about like serious issues they were going through like what actually interests them like mental health issues like things that are more sensitive Mm -hmm. and yeah I don't know there was actually one our my last semester at Jamie there was actually one kid who was pledging my frat who I I was like pretty disconnected at this point I didn't even know he was in my frat but he he like better being was this club that JMU that like Cat, you and wait, Nick and uh, John started. Did you start it too? Uh, I was like a little bit involved. I made the logo. Oh, you did make the logo. <laughs> anyway, this kid came to our meeting and then he said, like, yeah, like I'm in a fraternity. Like, I don't really get to talk to people like this. Mm. And like, I really am glad, like, I found you guys to like share this side of myself. And I was like, oh, wait, you're in my fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> and that was so great. And like, then he like had someone to talk to about all of this. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know an answer to that, but just having spaces that people feel like they're able to show true sides of themselves, mm-hmm. just and th- letting people know about them. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it really is just like, we put these labels on things like being spiritual or meditating or, you know, all these terminology, like all these things and words that it sounds like it's something separate or it's like something to yeah. join when I'm like, I'm sorry, I just don't have a better word for it. I wish I didn't use that label because spiritual. it has, yeah. Cause yeah. it has so many connotations of like being this like woo thing or like something that you need to join or commit to. I literally to. felt like spiritual was like, like hippie chakra girl like yeah, sitting on the side yeah. of the road like uh-huh. it's like it doesn't really mean anything like spirit i think like crystals and st- like spirituality i think like crystals yeah and me stuff. too 
Yeah. But that's not what it is at all. I actually, that's so funny. Cause like one thing that I wrote down here, I was like, do you have like a better definition for what spirituality really is? Spirituality is like, um, I have no idea. It's like deconstruction of what you thought wasn't spirituality. I don't know. It's just looking within, trying to figure things out about the world and yourself without, yeah, just questioning things mainly about yourself. No, I think that's, no, I think that's a good, a good description. Um, It's hard to pin down. Because it's hard to pin down because it doesn't look any certain way. And when people hear the word spirituality, they expect it there like certain images come to mind and stuff like that like we've both met people who they like are into spirituality some that like look like the total like hippie stereotype yeah. and some that are just not at all they're like very like disciplined and like straight edge and but they like are in this they do the same like practices and stuff like what mm-hmm. is it's nothing external is what i'm trying to get at i feel like really okay let me sit with this for a second yeah this is a tough one i feel like because a lot of people who like don't know anything about spirituality like what should we say to them well i feel like most people like know what it is or they even have like a much deeper understanding than like ooh, like chakras and crystals and like tie-dye like Uh. i don't know (laughs) like incense um It's, it's not any kind of religion. It's not something to follow. It's really just recognizing that we don't know what this is that we're in, this human thing, you know? Like, we've heard stories, whether that be through religion or through the government or whatever the it may be. No, the I'm not it's, not. it's not a conspiracy, but I'm just saying, like, we're taught we're taught what is, whether that be like through science or whatever, because humans like to come up with answers. But really, really, we don't, we don't know, know anything. We don't know why <laughs> we're here. We're just making stuff up and recognizing patterns. Even science is made up. Yeah. It's the thing is like, yeah, like we just accept it until it's proven wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like remember people thought that for the longest time that the sun revolved around the earth, you know? Yeah. Um, and people didn't know what germs were. And <laughs> Oh my God. They used to do blood transfusions to fix every health problem. Oh my God. Ugh. You don't know until you know. And that's. And then even then you still don't know. Cause there's still a possibility like that a you're sense wrong of knowing, but it's impossible to really prove anything. I feel yeah. Like. Oh, it's spirituality. I, I think it starts with questioning. Definitely. And then you begin to move into the space of how do I operate and function in this world in a way that is most beneficial to myself and to others. And so that's going to look completely different to every single person. It doesn't look a certain way. It may be you like, and again, there's certain practices that are associated with being spiritual. Like I meditate for three hours a day and I do my yoga and I chant in Sanskrit and you know (laughs) like yeah great things but not for everyone you know and that it's your own path it's your own it is your own path there's no right way to do it yeah like you can be like a 
pro soccer player and yeah that's your thing like your meditation is like when you're out on the soccer field that's what gets you into your flow that's what teaches you how to be the the best yeah like and be the best human being that was kind of a weird example i don't know that's just (laughs) what came out (laughs) uh, yeah i was i like kind of follow soccer and i was trying to think is there any like soccer player i know that like meditates or anything um but again, like it doesn't need to look like that. You uh, yeah, don't, exactly. You don't need to use certain terms and certain labels and do certain things. It's really just, yeah, can you operate in a way that benefits yourself and benefits others? Can you operate in a way that leads you to deeper connection with yourself and deeper connection to other people? It's all about connection for me. That's like what I've experienced in this whole journey is it's, it's been like connection. a journey of connection. Like yeah. feeling more real. Yeah. Yeah, that's a feeling good. real. Feeling real. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that is so interesting. I think it's because like the reason that we want to feel real is because we're putting all these identities on ourselves and we're saying that, oh, I'm this. Like, oh, I'm cat. And I you know, do these things and these are my friends and these are the activities that I do every day. But the thing is like, I'm not just that. And as soon as I put a label on myself, I'm negating every other possibility of what I could be. And I think that that's why we start to feel fake because we're trying to uphold these certain identities and these certain roles instead of just letting the moment decide what we want to express at that certain time. And just knowing that just like our thoughts and emotions rise and fall, what we're identified with is also going to rise and fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Huge part of spirituality is addressing identification. Mm. I wonder what the Google definition of spirituality is. Wait, that's actually, let me, let me take a, let me take a peek at that. It's going to be something funny. I bet it's going to be like deals with issues of religion or something like that yeah but yeah it's not i think that is a common misconception it's not something to to follow yeah there's no rules it's no belief system definitely no belief system it has opposite of that yeah it definitely has certain like it has a certain essence like certain qualities like Mm -hmm. perhaps like you know love and peace and Things like that are compassion. Yeah, compassion. Like there's certain qualities, but okay. So spirituality. Oh wait, this is actually a a pretty good. uh, It's okay. It no, it's like it's better than I thought it was gonna be. Um. So spirituality, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is it's a noun. Uh, the quality of being connected with the human spirit or soul, as opposed to material or physical things. Hmm. So, and then there's a quote below that says. The shift in priorities allows us to embrace our spirituality in a more profound way. So let me address this definition real quick. I'd like to address it because too, you go first. Yeah, because, you know, we like to find problems. So here I'm yeah, going to find let's, a problem. Find yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first part, the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul. I think that that's good, you know, because often we're so focused on um material or physical things we're so identified with our thoughts our emotions our bodies um our 
roles like oh I have a good job or I'm a good friend I'm a good girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or whatever um and we often overlook the fact that there is that there could be anything else that we can operate out of this space that's free of having to label ourselves as being a certain thing but I would oppose this or I would like change the definition a little bit to say that spirituality is not about just identifying with the soul you're going to operate out of a place that's more soul but by just saying oh I'm just the soul and by saying I'm not the ego or I'm not the material things then you're shutting what, what, out a part is, of your what experience is the soul we're talking about I would say it's the same quality as so when you're operating out of ego that's the mind behind, okay and when you're operating out of soul, that's more of like the awareness. eyes of the heart, like kind of, yeah. And what, I don't know. I say the eyes of the heart, that's just cause like, that's what resonates with me, but it's the same quality as like presence or consciousness or awareness mm-hmm. or soul. Um, but the thing is, is the ego is just as much a part of life as the soul is. And our bodies and our thoughts and our emotions are just as much a part of life as like floating in some void on some Mm -hmm. like spiritual trip like it's not like neither one is more true i was um listening to this fred davis video today and like oh like a part of the spiritual journey is like trying to like transcend the ego in a way Mm -hmm. but like what is it that's trying to transcend the ego anyway the ego it seems like yeah (laughs) yeah that's so funny ego trying to transcend itself like it's part of the experience just accept it and i'm not there but he says and then it starts to like go away on its own but i i feel like i'm definitely Mm. here i being teddy yeah but i mean you know maybe for some people it's their like dharma or their purpose to be someone who's like completely operating out of the soul and they never get identified with anything and blah 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 but like for me like I want to be just as much human as I am like I don't know as opposed to being some spiritual being that is somehow like not as human like that's not even possible that's a complete contradiction but like do you kind of know what I'm saying like they're kind of a little bit removed or a little bit transcendent of like our worldly humans like suffering yeah, and when problems. I think, of that, I think of like a monk in the mountains. Exactly. Or something. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to run away from anything, which again, there's like no problem with being a monk in the mountains, uh-huh. but I was, yeah, I was looking, actually I was looking at some scale of consciousness thing last night and it said, you'll get to a stage where you're like fully enlightened, but like almost fully enlightened, but you are still like, retracting from like fully getting into like the human life you're like that's like the monk in the mountain stage but then you go to the next level and like get back into the human Mm. just basically back where you started but yeah and it's funny because yeah especially like in spirituality like that's the goal right enlightenment and who's trying to get there the ego ego. (laughs) so you got you like gotta throw that away and just be like hey what what am I actually doing? I'm just here now. And all of those words and all of those trying to be something just falls away. And you're like, I know nothing. 
I'm just here sitting on this chair with Teddy. We're just chatting. We're just chatting about nothing. Our neighbors can hear us talking because our door is open. And we're here. Yeah. And we don't really know what what here is. We don't know what here is, but we're here. We're... (laughs) On a giant rock flying through space. Apparently, until something yeah, proves that wrong. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't see outside this room, so that's <laughs> just another idea. Yeah. No, exactly. Huh. Hmm. Very interesting. Is the moon landing real? See, I just, I, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, I There's don't know. very convincing evidence on both sides. I I kind of think it's real, but... I could be wrong. That just goes along with, yeah, I'm not like into conspiracies because you can go both ways on a lot of them. They're so fun to listen to though. I eat that up. Oh my God. When I was in like middle school, I was like, I thought I knew everything. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that was like, I don't know what year it was, but I was like, oh, GMOs, they're the worst things (laughs) ever in like seventh grade. And people were like, shit up, Teddy. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Little did they know. Very funny. So funny. What else do I got on this pointer list here? Aliens at work. What is that? Um. Oh, uh, aliens <laughs> at work. Oh, okay. Well, we can't really. I'll start. The other day at work, um, you know, I do sales for this yoga studio, and we do a lot of calling. And so I was sitting there at my my desk and I get a call. Do you have the video? Yeah, I'm like going to pull I it up right even, now. I can't even, yeah, just put it on the mic. I can't okay. even imitate it. Oh, wait. Hold on. Basically, an alien called the studio. On an, The caller ID was anonymous and it freaked me okay, out. Here we go. Then it happened again. Wait, so we recorded it. Ending? Hold on. I'm going to get this. Some freaky sounds. I hope the mic's picking this up. As soon as I said, are you an alien? It hung up. <gasps> I think I was on to something. Oh my God. No, that's, wait, I'm going to try to imitate. <laughs> it's a real mystery as to what that was. I was pretty freaked out, honestly, but I guess I'll never know what the deal was. That was aliens at work. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. This is something that I ask my friends quite often, hmm. um, is what's the current theme of your life? So like, You know, we were talking about like we want to like talk about things that are most relevant and authentic to us right now. We've been kind of like talking like conceptually a lot during the podcast, but like let's ground it down, you know, like let's ground it. Like what have you been working through? And I'll talk about mine as well. But what have you been working through? And yeah, what's your current theme of your life right now? Um, Honestly, I'm, I'm not even... theme 
you see, I don't really have a purpose right now. And I'm just sort of living life in like a good habits way and like feeling generally good most of the time. But I don't have like a long term goal that I'm working towards, which is something that I continue to tell myself, like, it would be good to figure that out. But I've been focusing a lot on physical health, like strength and fitness has been one of the themes lately. And yeah, just being, being happy with what is and just trying to stay present and not worry about the future so much mm. and just let things unfold. And things are pretty good, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it's, I know, like, this is, like, such a common topic, but, like, the whole mind-body connection, you know? Like, if you're treating your body well. Body's a temple. You're, yeah. It's true. <laughs> your mind's going to feel it's well. It's so true. And that's something that I honestly, like, forget so often is, you know, if you're feeling dense, if you're feeling bad, there's things you can do to your body so that your mind reflects that because we operate so often as if our body and mind are these two separate things working and they're always like fighting against each other and stuff when like really it's it's all one thing like your mind and body is one mm-hmm. thing your nervous system is your entire body it's, yeah it's your mind your mind is in your foot like your your emotions and like your thoughts will trigger emotions that'll like make you clench up in your legs or something mm-hmm. it's all connected yeah and that's why stuff like watching your breath and like stretching and working out and eating, eating well. yeah and you know not all the time like you can have days where you slug around you can have days where you eat horribly and like that's fine too and I think you know there's like there's definitely room for that you don't want to be a purist but like generally just becoming sensitive enough to when your body needs something becoming sensitive enough to listen to that because there's usually just so much thought and emotional overlay that we're just constantly thinking of what our body needs instead of actually listening Mm -hmm. and again I think this is like an over-preached concept but to actually experience that is so profound yeah getting your body to a point where you're so sensitive to all the stimuli you do to it is like huge for well-being Mm -hmm. like example like very good example of this in a nutshell was yesterday i ate like two really really sugary donuts and i don't really eat much sugar at all processed sugar at all and i felt like absolute shit for hours (laughs) and then i went on a run which i don't do much and it made me feel a lot better so like very like nutshell of the way you treat your body affects Mm -hmm. everything and like even just now like i was slouching so much i just like sat up a little bit i'm like oh Oh, that's kind of (laughs) nice. No, definitely. And I feel like I will often just write off things like I'm like, oh, like, you know, working out isn't really like as important to have a clear mind and to operate as well. Like I'll just kind of like write it off sometimes or like things like 
taking some time to breathe or stretch or things like that. But when you just literally like surrender and let go of your thoughts for a second, be like, okay, fine. I'll just like go on a walk that can do wonders because often when we're feeling bad mentally, it's because we're trying to like fix our thoughts with more with thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> While you're like laying down on the couch or something. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Like we f- like we're feeling really dense and bad and we're just in a bad mood. Like literally like stuck energy. Yeah. And moving the body to. Yeah. It's just good. It makes you feel better. Yeah. No, it's just it's so funny how we do that. We're in a bad mood and we think we think that we can think our way out of a and bad thinking mood. Is probably what got us there in the exactly. first place. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the problem there's not actually a problem. The problem, the problem is, is thinking. Yeah. And the problem is not thinking, but it's the thoughts at the time and feeding into whatever believing, story we're creating. Believing the thoughts. Yeah, that's actually something that um I love this guy, you know, Adi Ashanti. And he said when he was a little kid, that's not actually his name. It's just some something something he goes he's a by. White guy. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's just this white man. Um, but he said when he was little, he was looking around at all these adults and he started saying, like, why are these adults like so like angry all the time? And it's not that they were being like explicitly angry. He just noticed that there's always this tension, always this sense of unease. Um, And one day he realized, he's like, oh, they believe their thoughts. And And that's why they're so uncomfortable all the time. And that's literally the reason that humans ever feel bad is because we're believing our thoughts we're believing the stories we tell ourselves so much so that it becomes our reality it's such a relief to catch it it's a relief to catch it but then you become so much more aware of it and unless you like dissolve the story then you're just gonna like keep feeding into it it becomes a lot more apparent but usually once you identify it you can begin to let the story lose its power a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more I saw something the other day that was like, um, if you're ever really caught up in a story, you like say, you like ask your thoughts, you're like, where do you get your information? (laughs) (laughs) And then your thought, you're just like short circuit. You're like, uh, wait, that's great. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. Something else. More stillness. More stillness. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's so funny. Like, um, you know, a popular thing to do these days is to, to manifest and it like, it can become like super, uh, like intricate and whatever. Like it's become like very like monetized even. Manifesting Um, is like, like YouTube spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. But really like at the most basic level, what I see it as is because we believe our thoughts 90% of the time you create new thoughts and your thoughts are kind of like your lenses through which you see the world. Your beliefs are how you see the world. And by dissolving your current lens and creating a new lens, you see your world differently and therefore you begin to act differently in your world. And when you're putting different energy into the world, and this isn't like, woo, like 
energy. It's well, it like, kind of is. Well, I mean, it's just kind of like how you're showing up in the world. Like, for example, if you meet someone and you're authentic and you're happy and you're bright, they're going to respond in a way like, oh, I like this person. Similarly, when you're showing up in life positively and enthusiastically and yeah, out of a place of love and being honest just better you're gonna have more opportunities yeah exactly it becomes a reflection and maybe like your life situation doesn't change but you become more sensitive to certain opportunities and you just begin to see things in a new light yeah opportunity and i guess abundance in the world Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not like you get a bunch of money but then you notice the abundance you already have Mm -hmm. so it really can like yeah it's just like that shift in perspective is everything changing your stories that you have about life and about yourself. Yeah. That's so huge. And like, that's another big thing is like when you're on this, this self journey through this human experience, nothing really needs to change. Nothing changes. It's just your stories begin to fall away. Yeah. And you, I mean, you can replace them with better stories that'll lead to like a better reality. And I guess that's what manifesting is in a way. Mm. Like a lot of the time, like I'll think about something and then it'll appear in my reality. I don't know how any of it works, but yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like sometimes I think like, okay, like did I actually yeah, create you're like, that oh, somehow? Am I delusional? Or yeah. Like, or am I just like sensitive to like these coincidences happening? And then those are just thoughts too. Yeah, so, exactly. So it's but it's like, like still, it's still interesting. Yeah. I, you can't get dogmatic about any of it. Mm-mm. Just like, this is the way it is. This is how it works. Yeah. It's all, it's all just like fun stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh, there's there's so much like fun stuff but like the thing is it's fun but you have to take it with so many grains of salt oh my god so skeptical of it all yeah like you can definitely enjoy but at the same time you're like i can't like attach to this and think this is my new thing i just like ferrari boyfriend i don't know (laughs) money yeah it's funny like speaking (laughs) of um you know, things to take with grains of salt. Teddy and I were walking near the beach the other week. And remember we saw that guy, he was selling prints and uh, doing tarot readings. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it was so funny. I was thinking about this the other day and like, I was like, oh, I should bring this up on the podcast Hmm. because I, the only other time that I've like had cards read is I was at my yoga training and like one of the other people who was taking the training was like really into it, but I don't really know anything about it. I, I don't know. I've just always been like, Oh, like that's, that's cool. You know? Um, but we were just like, you know what? Why not have this guy read our cards? And it was so interesting because he, he asked us to set some intentions before we started. And I think, I can't remember all of them, but, or I actually, I do remember all of them. (laughs) So one of them was just to be able to love more and serve more. And like with everything I do, again, like living from that space of love, living from the heart. Um, And so that, you know, with everything I'm doing, I'm putting love out into the world and serving other people and like 
the best way that I can in that moment, however that might look. Um, And then another one is I wanted some direction in terms of like my creative like endeavors, I guess. And it's so funny because I was literally thinking like literally like this past week, Teddy has known like I have like locked myself in my room for like hours and hours and hours and hours every day just like grinding on these like creative projects it's true (laughs) he's like what are you like doing all day and I'm like I don't even know where the time is going Uh (laughs) um but I just thought that was so funny because I just thought about that guy the other day he he said he was like um in your in your near future you're going to get a lot of clarity and direction in terms of like your like passions and this is going to show up in like your creative endeavors Mm. and you're going to find a way that you can connect serving other people into what you're passionate about creating and I was like that is so such like a coincidence because I'm like we're literally like making I like made this podcast you know out of nowhere. Out of nothing. It was really funny. This this whole thing was not like a long planned out thing. We were like driving to Target or something. Yeah, we were in the Target parking lot. And we were just like lot. chatting about some of the stuff and Kat's like, let's start a podcast. <laughs> and then like like two days later, she's like, well, I ordered all the equipment and I have the name. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Real? So here we are. Um, no, but it's, it's funny. And uh, also like just like with art and stuff, like... The other day I was like selling art prints like on the beach and it's it, that issue was just like such a funny coincidence with that guy. I just Dang, wanted to I bring didn't that even up. That. Right. I didn't connect that until like it was like yesterday, the day before it maybe, popped up and I was maybe like, maybe tarot oh. is the truth. Yeah, maybe. maybe we just need to get super into tarot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even remember what mine said. I like didn't like it. I, remember. I know. I remember what yours was. What was it? Um, it was like in your past, you've had a hard time letting people in and Mm. in your future, you're going to struggle a little bit with letting people in. There's going to be a couple tests. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you need to learn. (laughs) He was like saying you need to like really like live your authentic expression of yourself. That's what he was saying. Thanks tarot guy. Yeah. I'll try my best. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like anyway, about this whole podcast, like neither Teddy or I are trying to like preach anything. We don't. Yeah. We're literally just having a conversation and like maybe some of these concepts are familiar. Maybe some of them are foreign, but like it all doesn't matter. We don't know anything. We're also just trying to figure it out. But like I said in the beginning of the episode, like the whole point of this con what am I saying? The whole point of this podcast Podcast. is uh, just to invite you to connect more to yourself and connect more to other people. And right now, Teddy and I are connecting. And if you're listening to this, we're connecting as well. Um, Honestly, I feel like we should end it here. How long has it been? Like an hour and a half, probably. I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's cut it. All right. Um, I'm just going to end with, oh, actually I did have one question. Okay. Okay. If you guys are still listening at this point, if you want to send your questions into the show, we would love to answer them at the end or in the beginning or just throughout. So 
this guy, Ben, who I worked with at a yoga studio briefly, he said, he wrote this on Facebook. He said, in a world of quote unquote unique beings, I'm curious to hear about our similarities, mostly the ways we react and respond to things based in fear. I think we can all identify with each other on one level or another. Do you ever, do you want to address this comment? Um, in a world of unique beings. I guess it's saying like similarities and how we react to fear. I mean, I guess we're all trying to like survive and protect ourselves from danger, I guess. I'm having a hard time with that one. Yeah. Um, um, I'll give it a shot. Um, so he put the word unique in quotations because like even though we have our own unique expressions, like we look different, we act differently or whatever, we're all human. And so, you know, even though there are these uh, like apparent differences between us, we're all human. We're all doing the human experience together. And I think that that really is that that is the one thing that we all have in common. And it's so often overlooked because we're, we're all. Humans. Yeah, because we're all so busy trying to be different and trying to be better be than other people that express ourselves. Yeah, exactly. That we overlook. Look at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the whole reason that we feel that we're separate from other people is out of fear because why do we judge people? Because we're like we think scared. We're not good enough or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That, like that just came from me. Mm. We think we're not good enough. Ooh. Yeah. It's true. We're trying to assess our worth based on judging other people because you're walking down the street you see someone oh i'm better than that yeah like i'm like i'm something yeah or you think you're worse than that person then it makes you feel bad so you have really not different we're all the same we're our own like expression but we're all just a human trying to there's no there's no true like thing to base it off is the thing yeah hmm yeah, but I think that's where the fear comes from is wanting to be accepted. Yeah. By ourselves. It's but it's really just ourself because the reason that we're judging other people is yeah, again to see like where am I lacking? Where do I stand? Yeah. Amongst like, where am I on the, the ladder? The ideal. Mhm. Whatever that is. Something try- you made up. <laughs> yeah, we're like trying to yeah, live up to some ideal that we create. But just like the Ferrari, there's always going to be a more ideal ideal. (laughs) So we're never going to get there. Um, But yeah, he was just saying, I think we can all identify with each other on one level or another. I guess it like wasn't so much of a question as just he wanted to hear that statement expanded upon. Mm. Um, But thank you for writing in. Yes. That's a, that's a fun thing. Have people ask questions. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. So I have some closing, some closing statements. 
So yeah, uh, send me your questions, send me your feedback. I will address them on the show. I would love to have you guys like send in topic suggestions and questions and things like that. Um, if you don't want your name on the show, I'll keep you anonymous. Uh, <laughs> also, it would really help out the show to get it out to more ears if you guys subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So this is on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube? And Google Podcasts. So four things? Four things. Whoa. Four things. I didn't know Google Podcast was a thing. Me neither, but apparently it is. Yeah. I think like the big ones are like iTunes and Spotify, but Spotify is mm -hmm. the one. Um, But yeah, like leaving a review and a rating and subscribing on Apple would be awesome if you like it, you know, but give your honest feedback. Yeah. Um, Share it with your friends and family if you liked it. Um, and yes, we have video recordings on YouTube of yes. the show. Uh, you we should can wear see, like I, funny outfits. Sometimes. I know we <laughs> should like have fun things in here. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't burn the stage. Oh you? yeah. No, I did it. Yeah. It's all <laughs> um, for show. Yeah. It's all for show. Dang. I like did not drink water during this. Yeah. I was parched. We should <clears> uh, <throat> make Buddha more prominent. So we look more spiritual. Oh yeah, that's that's what this is about. Exactly. We want everyone it's to think that. <laughs> Guys, I just want to be honest with you all. We're just a couple lowly, <laughs> lowly kids in our twenties. We don't know what we're talking about. Nothing. We don't know. Um, yeah. So, also, if you'd like to support the show, I will put in the show notes below a link to Patreon. And uh, if you would like to reach out in any way, send me a DM. We are on Instagram at This Human Thing. We also have a Facebook page at This Human Thing. Um, and if you go to www.kellis.co, uh, we have a podcast page on there and you can subscribe for email updates. Um, and yeah, Teddy, what is, what is your Instagram? If people want to see you in the fake okay. flesh, digital My Teddy, Instagram, <laughs> Teddy Claiborne, T E D D Y C L A I B O R N E hit the follow button. Yeah. You can see all of his, uh, highlights of his life Yeah, on the, the Instagram machine. Woo. <laughs> um, and my Instagram is cat ellis with two s's really exciting stuff on there for yeah, show please follow show uh okay any other closing statements do i want to say anything else um be kind to yourself people yeah don't don't take everything so seriously put passion and love behind what you do but there's no pressure take None. the pressure off take the load off yeah seriously just relax oh my god it feels so good uh, but i guess another thing i wanted to say is like this whole podcast is just to like bring about like a sense of community and fun relaxation i wanted to normalize the fact that we don't know anything and i wanted to normalize this journey of looking inside of yourself and it's not 
some hobby that you need to adopt. It's not some like new clothes to put on. You don't need to act a certain way. Just start exactly where you are. And, you know, I just completely ended that statement. I didn't know where I was going with that. Good point. Um, But yeah, the podcast, it's it's not about me. Um, It's not about the guests that I have on. But it's about, yeah, fostering connection and being there for each other and all that good lovey-dovey stuff. Um, Yeah, so we're talking about our experiences because that's all we know. But you you got your own experience. Explore that with curiosity and honesty Mm. and kindness. That's one of the most important things is like to be honest with yourself. And again, such a cliche statement, but so important. Um, cool. I, I guess that's it, guys. I that's guess we're wrapping up. up episode one. Wow, wow, that was long. That was long. It's, that was really easy, honestly. It was. I, I mean, definitely, like, I can still feel, like, this, like, little bit of awkwardness just because I'm not used to talking into a microphone like I keep turning my head away from the mic and stuff Just like the orientation of it's new but I think we'll get used to it pretty quickly yeah awesome cool um yeah so in whatever you're doing do it with love uh but it's your life so keep doing your thing this is Kat that's Teddy this is this human thing episode one Peace.